We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. What's going on, everybody? We are back for another year of the Daily Destroyer on the Dynasty Warzone Network. I'm Tyler. He is Lou. We're going to be break, breaking down the week one DFS slate on DraftKings. There is other places to play DFS, but we will be specializing on DraftKings, the prices we'll be talking about. The values of players we like will be on DraftKings, and we'll also be mainly talking about cash games, although... Sometimes we can't help ourselves. We sprinkle in a couple GPPs there, uh, especially when we disagree. So, that said, as we always go, we're starting at the quarterback position. Lou, I got to say, the, the first guy that comes to mind here that I'm looking at my projections, looking at DK salary, um, doing this fun thing this year where I'm actually looking at like points per dollar to try to get an understanding of like who might be the better plays. And the first guy that pops has got to be Jalen Hurts, man. Um, he's in a smash position against the Detroit Lions. We know for a fact that while the defense might be trending to be a bit better on hard knocks, it's always a good bet to bet, uh, you know, bet against the Lions defense to do much of anything. Jalen Hurts in his second year was an absolute machine last year, and he's only at 6,800. I think, you know, it, it's a good environment, but I think at 6,800 is what really draws me to Jalen Hurts is, um, you know, I think he probably should be priced in the low sevens. Thoughts on Jalen Hurts before you jump into another guy that you might like or dislike? Yeah, as of now, I'm leading Hurts as far as uh, a cash lineup. You could probably spend more if you want. Like, there's enough value that's going to be on the slate as it is week one. But, you know, Hurts in this game environment against the Lions. Uh, one fact about this week is there's only two games that have a higher than 50 in, uh, implied total. And so at 48, this game is pretty enticing to me. I think a lot of people will want to stack it. There's a lot of good options at decent prices. And, you know, Hertz is probably at 6,800. I think he got up into the, the mid 7,000s last year. So you're getting somewhat of a discount for someone who runs the ball a lot and is very fancy friendly. If you're going to be paying down at quarterback, you, you look at Jalen Hurts' salary, you see 6,800. You like the other guys you got in your lineup, so you really got to get yourself down from the six to eight hundred. You're paying down. Who's that guy you're looking at? I have two that I'd be interested in, but I think if you're going cheap, Daniel Jones. Uh, he's one. He's at five thousand. He has a lot of cheap stacking options this week as well. But for eighteen hundred less, we've seen him have decent games on the ground, and he has a pretty okay matchup against the Titans. Uh, it's not anything like super special or anything, but 5K for a quarterback who, you know, I think he's expected to score you more than 15 points on on this week. And, you know, it, not to go back to our old roots of saying that's three extra salary because you probably are going to need more than that on a week one slate where pricing is relatively soft. But if you want to save up and maybe pay up in other places, we'll come to that at running back wide receiver. 
then Daniel Jones is probably the guy I'm looking at. Another guy that kind of caught my attention, and it's probably not the safest play in your cash lineups, but it's going to be Jameis Winston at 5,300. I think there's going to be a lot of conversation on, like, what does this offense look like, right? Um, head coach is out the door. Maybe it's – we don't think it's a new system, but how they run it could be a little bit different in terms of the pass rush ratio. Um, new quarterback, essentially, Jameis Winston. And I think people aren't really talking about this enough, Lou, but the Saints have probably one of the best, like, revamped wide receiver groups from last year to this year in the entire NFL. You get Michael Thomas back. Uh, they got Olave in the first round. And then Jarvis Landry, while he's not the Jarvis Landry of past, um, as a wide receiver three, it, it's tough to do much worse than that. So, you know, one of my thoughts is you look at Jameis Winston, the kind of player he is. He likes to sling the ball. He likes to throw the rock. And you look at these wide receivers, and I think to myself, like, yeah, they, they certainly can run the ball. They probably can run it well. But I think that one of the paths to least resistance is just going to be like chucking it. And that could be the Saints identity this year. Maybe we have to wait a week to make sure that, you know, maybe that's what they're going to do. But your thoughts on Winston as because to me, I see Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones is, is I think, has a less of a safe floor than almost any quarterback on the slate. While Winston's floor is not necessarily safe, I might feel a little bit better rolling him out in a cash lineup. Yeah, that's fair. Like the, the Giants offense itself probably isn't all that exciting this year i mean it's it's tough for me to go to winston this week and part of that is do i expected that to be a high scoring matchup but it's the second lowest total on the entire slate so originally i was looking at guys like kamara michael thomas and yeah like you said with with Jameis, he does have a lot of games in his career over 300 yards you get that bonus optionality too but I don't know, that low total to me is keeping me somewhat off of that game. So I think he would be more of a play in tournaments and maybe you're trying to get into Michael Thomas has a big game before anyone else is on it, you know, because right now I think sentiment towards Michael Thomas is, is still kind of low. So I'm not sure. That's more of a tournament play for me. I don't think I'll go there in cash. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the move is to go to the pieces because I think those pieces of the Saints uh, pass catching room are, are a bit underpriced. Well, well, what do you think about uh, someone like Trey Lance at 6K who like for only 700 more, you know, he has the rushing floor, the Bears defense. They've lost a few pieces in mm-hmm. the offseason. Uh, Bears expected to kind of be one of the worst teams in the league. So you know, maybe this is a week where you can get Lance while he's at 6K. If he has a big week, then in future weeks, he probably won't be that low. Like we saw that happen with Jalen Hurts last year. So what do you think about going up to Lance? I think going up to Lance, I mean, I think think 700 is is substantial. I think you could like use that elsewhere. But if you find yourself with the 6K, I'm fine with Trey Lance. He's definitely more of like a wait and see for me because like he didn't really have a lot of play at the college level, didn't really play last year. It's not like we have this like um, this large sample size of how good he's been as a passer, right? It just hasn't existed yeah. at any level. So there is concern there. I mean, I, I think because he's playing the Bears and I believe there's supposed to be some rain, so I could see that the the, the 49ers – I think the 49ers are going to be run heavy anyways. But then you factor in the, the weather, I think there could be a little bit more um, run there as well. So I think Trey Lance, regardless if he flops – with his arm, I think through his legs, he could easily find himself, um, you know, like three xing that salary. It's just for me when I when I'm putting money on the line, I at least want to see it once. So I, I'm a, I'm a little weary on Trey Lance, but I can't um, 
you know, I, I can't get away from the fact that this could be the cheapest he is all year if he comes out and absolutely balls out. Yeah. And then I, Kyler Murray, 72. Okay. I wanted to talk about Kyler Murray because he's only 400 more than Jalen Hurts. And he's in probably one of the bit like, if not the biggest smashed game offensively on this entire slate yeah. um, with the Cardinals and Chiefs at over under 54 and a half. I mean, it's absolutely no surprise that it's a 54 point implied total here. Um, but only 400 more than Jalen Hurts. Um, I just heard that there's some Rondell Moore news that he could he could be injured, but yeah. at the same time, it's still he still got Earth, he still got Hollywood, aid the corpse of AJ Green. You know, Connor was catching some balls, you know, and, and he runs as well. So, um, any thoughts in like getting up to Kyler Murray if you are deciding to pay up? I do have some early season concerns with with Kyler Murray. Hopkins won't be there. Zach Ertz potentially won't play in this game. Rondale now potentially won't play in this game. And so his options are are kind of falling apart around him. I think if I was going to pay above Hertz at this point, I'm looking for Lamar Jackson more, more likely. Uh, I was pretty interested in Kyler at the beginning of the week, but now uh, I'm not sure if, if Rondale's out as well. Cause Rondale was one of the good values at wide receiver too. Um, now with some of those injury concerns there, they're underdogs by six and a half points. So to me, like I was originally on Kyler, but I think I would just do the savings to Hertz or go to Lamar. All right. So give me, give me your pool of three quarterbacks that you're likely dipping into in these cash lineups. And if one of those three has not been someone we spoke on, give me a little more. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Lamar uh into hurts and then i'll say lance i have a little more confidence in in plugging in lance with his floor than daniel jones uh so i think i'll go there shifting over to the running back position i mean it's really tough for me to start this conversation off without talking about an 8500 cmc i mean we know he's possible he's a slate breaker Uh, when he's in there and he plays a full game it's like 25 30 points is almost an absolute lock at this point, I mean, 25 points seems like that's just what's going to happen. Ceiling 30 to 35. Usually, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, correct me if I'm wrong here, Lou, but like, you know, in his in his heyday, which seems like a while ago, he was a 10K player. Yeah, he's a 1500 discount right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't know if he ended up hitting 10K last year at all, because I don't know if he played. No, I think it was the year games, before. But he got into the 9Ks for sure. And I mean, we even see Jonathan Taylor at 9,100. It, it, it's crazy to me that they're 600 apart. Like they should both be 9K at least. And then we might have to think a little more about it. But 8,500 is too good of a price for, for CMC. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. That's the easy one. We got it out of the way. Take a look at some of the pricing is going to be all over the place, in my opinion. Um, but Next guy that really pops to me is somebody that I've been putting the chips in. Um, that's going to be Saquon Barkley. He's a guy that I really bought back into, kind of looking at the injury that he sustained and not really – it's not one of those kind of injuries that is going to be problem year to year, right? It's not the soft tissue. It's not the knees. It, it was a high ankle sprain that really kept him out. It was kind of a freak accident, actually, if you looked at it. Um, we know what kind of bell cow he can be. I personally think the Giants offense can be better than it was last year. I think something that had to do with coaching. So I look at a guy at 6,100 with Saquon Barkley and a pretty, you know, Tennessee Titans. I wouldn't say it's a soft matchup, but it's not a tough matchup that we know can be a bell cow. Now, let's say he's lost some of the burst that he had before. 
I still think there's going to be passes in the pass game for him. I still think he's going to be getting some runs. And it's 6,100 with a guy that has an opportunity for at least 20 touches in this game. Kind of seems like a lock to me. Your thoughts on Saquon? Part of my reasoning with Daniel Jones was that Saquon is back, and it did seem like if he's out of that offense, the offense just kind of crumbles. So I think that is going to open up some opportunity for Jones as well. But yeah, Saquon, I've more recently, uh, as, as far as when I was doing like best ball drafts, uh, I've been drafting Saquon a lot more. And yeah, I mean, he's still only 25 years old and he still has a few good years in him, even with the, the past injuries. And we know he can catch a lot of balls. He's, got a lot of uh it, like there's no backup who's really coming in there stealing too much of the work away from him so i do like uh saquon this week 6100 is like such a good price tag a lot of these running backs in the 6k range are, are pretty juicy but i mean 6100 for someone who potentially outside of uh like cmc and jonathan taylor like saquon probably has a top five ceiling at the running back position mm-hmm. uh at least specifically this week as well uh but yeah i think saquon's upside is, is pretty massive and i think his floor is going to be pretty good for that 6100 price i don't know if you want to keep in that 6k range but there, is there another running back besides saquon and cmc that you're thinking has got to get in that lineup yeah i i actually because of some more recent news i think before Saquon, I'm trying to get Aaron Jones at 6,700 into my lineups. Uh, because of this Lazard news, just the the Packers offense in general, like what's going on with their wide receivers? Tunyon's coming back from, he had ACL surgery uh, not too long ago. Like there's not that many good other options on the Packers. I think when Aaron Jones, we talk about him on this season, he could lead the Packers in receptions and people wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, targets uh, for we sure. do know AJ Dillon will, will probably get his touches as well, but Aaron Jones is one of the, the more efficient players uh, in the league for fantasy purposes. Like he can have 12 to 15 touches and still get you 25 fantasy points. And part of that is due to, he has a pretty massive red zone role. And that's something after this Lazard news, uh, man, I just think Aaron Jones is in such a smash spot uh, at 6,700. I think he should be a little higher priced than that already. But now I think he's going to, he's slightly above uh, Saquon for me trying to get him in lineups. Yeah, the, the pricing is so strange because they came out with it weeks ago that like things just don't make a lot of sense. Um, just want to talk about maybe a guy that I'm absolutely have no interest in. That's going to be James Conner. Um, you know, I, I like him this year altogether, right? But the 7K price to me just seems a bit steep for some of the guys that are in the six ranges. And we know that this is going to be, you know, a lot of points are going to be scored, but I do expect the Cardinals to be in a position to have to throw the ball. You know, is that Eno Benjamin that we're going to see a bit of? So I, I'm just a little weary of, of James Conner at 7K, um, especially when we have Saquon, Najee, and Aaron Jones underneath him. So just a quick fade in there for, for James Conner. Um, do you agree and you want to grab another running back, good or bad? Yeah, and I, if you want, I could rattle off like a few and just give a quick um, like one sentence on each. But yeah, Conner is not someone that I'm super interested in this week specifically. I think the Cardinals could struggle in this game, especially with 
the injuries that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 7K is, is, I think, a little too pricey at this point for Connor with all these other good plays in the 6K range. I think Najee Harris at 6,400 is, is pretty appealing. I would choose him over DeAndre Swift, likely, who Swift is 6,800. Joe Mixon at 7,100. I think that's a fair price for him. I'm not like rushing to get him into lineups, but, but considering the price, price of other, like if, if Mixon, like in a vacuum, Mixon 7,100 is a good price. But when yeah, we look I at think other I, running backs, the Steelers, days, yeah. like they're, they're favored to win this game by a touchdown. Like he's probably, it's probably a Mixon game versus like Burrow sacks. So yeah, I think Mixon uh, is, like I said, a fair price. Austin Eckler is super interesting at 8,200. I don't think many people are going to play him. So he could be great in GPPs because that game also has a high total. Alvin Kamara, I think, is also like a fair price at 7,600 in a game that they're not expected to get that many points, but he's Alvin Kamara. So he also has like a massive ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think I probably won't be touching Derrick Henry this week, but... 8,600 when people are probably not going to be playing him too much against the Giants also could be a great low owned play in tournaments. Yep. And, and, you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, let's go to some sub 5K, 5,500, sub 5,500 guys. But it's at the same time, you don't need to go there just because of the pricing well, so soft. What do you think tough. about Damian Pierce? Because he's the one that no. I think is getting a lot of talk. 4,800. He, I mean, his ADP went from like 120 to 45 in two weeks. Uh, it was kind of crazy how, how much people are talking about him. And it, at I, that price, it's probably okay. But like you said, do you need to go that cheap? I don't think I need to go that cheap. I'm not really excited about it. I think he's a good running back. I mean, I think one of my bolder calls is I think Rex Burkhead is in a position to outscore him some weeks because of the pass catching. I think he's going to be over an early down thumper. I'm not really exactly sold on to Damian Pierce being a bell cow three down back, which is kind of what he's being drafted for at the moment. Could be wrong on that, but I'm I'm not paying for it. I mean, 4,800 for Pierce is nice, but like I, guys, I'd probably rather go up to 5,200 Edmonds, um, Eli Mitchell, 5,400, another yeah. guy I would consider around that range. I mean, this is going to sound disgusting, and like I, I think people can absolutely lambast me for this one. But Mike Davis at 4,400, if J.K. Dobbins doesn't go, um, that, I mean. I- Against Who, the Jets. Who's the running back against the Jets? Against it's Joe Lamar. Flacco Jets. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like Lamar. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's easier to like Lamar, but I I mean, I'm not going to sit here yeah. and pound the table for Mike Davis. But I'm just saying, like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on Damian Pierce and this is the cheapest he's going to be. It's just I don't feel a need to get down there. And I just, I think he's an early down running back for the Houston Texans who are going to be losing in this game. So it's just, it's not where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And it, I, Agree with the Eli Mitchell take. Uh, I've been hearing some steam recently, like the last couple of days, that people are like, oh, he's facing the Bears. This is a smash spot. So he's a guy that I could see getting touted towards the end of the week, potentially, because mm-hmm. I just have already started seeing some of that. Uh, I like your your call on Chase Edmonds. I think if, if Eli Mitchell starts looking to be too owned, Chase Edmonds and uh, even ETN at nearly the same price. What is your take on uh, Antonio Gibson here, fifty eight hundred? I wish he wasn't fifty eight. People are going to play him too too much. So so he 
he was priced at 58 before Brian Robinson was named the starter. And then unfortunately yeah. Brian Robinson got shot. So like this price makes a lot of sense. Right. So like he, yeah. he's at this price when people are like, Oh, he like before the Brian Robinson news broke. So to me, it's, it's a fine price and, and probably what sports would be a good matchup. But again, it's just like, I, I would have liked to have seen him a bit lower. He got priced at this before. Like it was like, we, we it was basically, you had Antonio Gibson. He was a decent price. His price dipped, but before that price dipped, the pricing came out. So it just didn't really do us any favors. So I have interest in Gibson. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd sprinkle him in like GPPs, but like I'm not playing him in cash, man. I just I, there has been signals out of the Commanders. I'm still getting it. Yeah, the Commanders camp. Like obviously they don't think he's the guy, and just because the opportunity is there doesn't mean that I'm going to like legislate the usage and, and think that the coaches are going to do the right thing because they clearly don't think he's the guy. So. I, I'm a little out on Gibson. Um, definitely has a little bit of uh, you know big playability, but just not where I'm looking this week. Yeah, and I think he will probably catch some ownership because of you know that he doesn't really have someone right behind him. If obviously if Brian Robinson was there, it'd be a completely different situation. But they're facing the Jags, so and we'll get to a, a defense, but I think their defense will be somewhat popular as well. So. I, I could see him catching so, somewhat of ownership and you know, maybe it's just better to, to fade. There's a ton of options this week at running back. So give me your pool of running backs. I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I think, you know, Saquon, CMC and Aaron Jones are three guys that we feel really good about. You know, if you're not playing CMC, Saquon, Aaron Jones, where are you looking? I'm looking at, I'd say Eli Mitchell, is one that I'm looking at unless he catches too much ownership. But as of now, it doesn't seem like he's going to be too popular. Najee Harris, I have uh, a decent amount of interest in. And then I think I might take some shots at Eckler because I don't. The thing with the Chargers this week is all of their players are pretty expensive and stacking them is pretty expensive in that game. So I might just go with uh, an Eckler one off instead in some tournament lineups. But yeah, I'd say Najee and Eli. Uh, I'd consider for cash, depending on what your, your pricing of other players that you choose are. Shifting to a wide receiver. I don't think it's as straightforward as the running back position, uh, in my opinion, but there are some guys here that I like a lot for their price. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to stop here, you know, start here kind of like at the top end, um, you know, for starters, Justin Jefferson at 78 K just seems like a great situation. Um, playing the Packers division game, I think it's 47 point over under this is one of the games i like to go over this week especially i think the vikings come out to a bit of a lead it really challenges the packers to kind of have to throw the ball hopefully to aaron jones but 7800 for justin jefferson is a guy where i'm like all right this this is a pretty solid price um jamar chase seeing him at 7100 was a pretty big surprise if you're in any kind of like redraft situations or anything you know like you've been doing your drafts lately you'll know that justin jefferson and jamar chase are you know pretty much the one, two with Cooper cup. Um, and to see, you know, Debo ahead of, of chase and Devonte ahead of Jefferson, I thought was a bit of a surprise. So, you know, if I have the cash getting to Justin Jefferson at 78 or Jamar chase at 71 seems quite appealing, probably not both picking one or the other thoughts on these two upper echelon guys that I believe to be good prices are more so underpriced. Yeah. I think to my earlier point, I don't know if this is going to be a, a big, burrow passing week so uh i think between them i'd prefer jefferson adams being over 8k might 
keep some people off, but um, I do like that game environment in general. And we didn't really talk about car much, but I do think like a car Adams stack bring back with Eckler is going to be one of my teams this week. Uh, but yeah, I think Jefferson is a great little mini stack with Aaron Jones as well. Uh, I think it seems like some people might be on feeling and uh, because of his price tag, but we know we've pretty much seen that Jefferson is, is the alpha over there as far as uh, the wide receiver core go. So yeah, I, I think I'd also lean Jefferson uh, in that upper range. And then uh, there's there's one other guy that I think sticks out to me is just being blatantly mispriced, and that's going to be Michael Pittman at 5,500. Um, first of all, he's probably you know like the as JT and Pittman. I think there are some opportunity for some tertiary guys to pop out, but you know Pittman is being touted as a top 12 guy this year. I mean, top 15 feels pretty safe at this point, and to be here at 5,500 against the Houston Texans, where I really don't see you know he had an upgrade in my opinion from once to Ryan in terms of who's getting him that ball. Um, he, he seemed to look the part last year, so him to take that step um, into that, maybe not an elite echelon, but top 12 echelon seems right. I do believe this is the cheapest we will see Pittman here at 55 after this game. Uh, mispriced Pittman, thoughts on getting him in that cash lineup? Yeah, I I think he's a cash play, but I'll probably fade in tournaments. We didn't talk too much about Jonathan Taylor, but in situations like this when the wide receiver is going to be pretty highly owned in cash and likely even the bigger tournaments. They have a great matchup against the Texans, even though Taylor is, is 9,100 and was the leading rusher last year. He's probably a good hedge against Pittman lineups. Uh, Cause you know, if he's the one getting touchdowns or those long plays. So I think Pittman for me, uh, He's almost a guy you you have to play in cash because if you don't play him and he gets 20 points, you're probably chasing a lot of people. And in, in week one, you kind of have to take those massively underpriced guys uh, because everyone else is going to. And then two other guys, similar range, I think are interesting to me at least. It's going to be Juju at 52 and... Christian Kirk at 51. Christian Kirk, a little bit more of an unknown at this point, but he does seem to be the number one there for an offense that is ascending because, frankly, it had nowhere else to go but up. And then Juju, it, it, it's the classic, you know, phrase of the ball has to go somewhere, but we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL with a 54-point total. And not Kelsey cannot get every single pass, so who is it going to go to? ADP would tell us that it's finding its way to Juju Smith-Schuster at 5,200. Are you going to have any Juju or Christian Kirk, your thoughts on these two? I like Juju. I I do think he's one of those guys that I was taking a lot of in best ball. Uh, you know, it, he's 5,200. Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill really like three, $4,000 more expensive than him. Should he be, I, I should say, given like it's still Mahomes likely number one wide receiver like outside Kelsey and it's just the type of thing that I don't know I, I feel like he should be higher maybe he should be a thousand higher I do think Juju is still underpriced Mahomes has come out and said hey fantasy people I'm just gonna uh, I, you might not like that I have a different number one wide receiver every week but is that much different than he has done in the past like there's weeks where Demarcus Robinson would just like randomly get two touchdowns. Nicole would have two weeks a year. Yeah. 
So, like, I don't think that's too much different, and it's going to be a pretty good matchup for them. So, I think I'm going to have a decent chunk of Juju, especially if people are going to, in that range, have Pittman. I think Juju will still be pretty owned, so I'm not saying it's like a direct leverage off of that, but I, I do want to have a decent amount of Juju. Give me a couple other uh, wide receivers you're looking at, I and likely mm. in the lineups. Yeah, I think uh, if I go to the Chargers, I'll probably end up doing Mike Williams over Keenan Allen. Williams, 6,600. Um, A.J. Brown, 6,400 I like. Uh, it's a nice little Hurts stack. You could stack him with Hurts, yeah. And one guy that, like, since we've been talking, I, I've been thinking about a little more with those other injuries – are people going to play Marquise Brown all that much? Like, I mean, he's, he might he's be in play. the only option for Kyler to really like go to, who's a talented uh, wide receiver to throw the ball to. And you know, they haven't played yet together in, in an official game. But that in game college, does though, have we got the shower narrative. Total. We got the shower narrative, brother. But, yeah. So, like, the thing here is, I. I feel like Marquise Brown might be underpriced if he's actually a true. With Rondell out, I think yeah. it's a fair statement. I think and if Ertz is, is out, because yeah. I think Ertz was going to be one of the more popular tight ends, but now with these like injury concerns, I'm not as sure. But yeah, if they're both out, then I feel like Marquise Brown could be in for a pretty solid week. Yep, I would entirely agree with that point. Uh, send let, let let send me uh, send me home here with one more wide receiver before we get to the pool. Uh, do you want like do you want a cheap one? Are you, fine, some... I'll give you two. If, if 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 you're stuck, give me a cheap one and then maybe another. But it, it's up to you. I'm not gonna make well, force you into giving me one. Um, I I might be. I think one thing you're this season, you might want to get ahead of being right on certain things is Michael Thomas. And I've been thinking about this more, um, in the last couple weeks or so where. I think I want to play Michael Thomas in lineups early in the season because he's 5,700. This is a guy who used to be 9,700. Yes. And, you know, Jameis is a passer. Like, he could he could get slant boy the ball. But at the end of the day, Michael Thomas has kind of been out of the game for a little bit. But imagine if Michael Thomas comes out of this first game with, like, 8, 110, and a touchdown. He's going to fly up in ownership. He's going to fly up in price. Uh, so I'm trying to just get some lineups with him. Not cash, per se, but trying to get lineups in there. Um, I think for more cash plays, like Rondell Moore was someone I was looking at. Now I'm probably going to side with Darius Tony uh, in that 4100 price. If you need to go cheap, Wandale Robinson is min price and yes. probably gonna get. He's probably gonna get, especially if Tony doesn't play. Similar to the Rondale, it's especially if Tony to doesn't Rondale, play. Right? Yeah, like his yeah. his game style. Yeah. So he could end. He might get you like five catches for fifty yards. I'm not saying he's gonna like smash or anything, but for minimum price three k, it allows you to play all those running backs, high end wide receivers. So 
those are the two uh, cheap guys I'm looking at. If, um, I, w- I want to go right off of that because I yeah. have another cheap rookie that I think is interesting. Is it's going to be Jahan Dotson at 3,400, yeah. not min priced? But like at this point in time, he, he was a 16th. He's a 16th pick off the board. He's a he's, he's a first round pick, and he has that wide receiver two position like locked down. It's him and Terry McLaurin. The tight end room is absolutely like in a mess. Like I don't even know who's healthy at this point in time. They've been like cycling between like Cole Turner, John Bates, and like Logan Thomas. I don't know who's playing. I don't know if most of those guys have even practiced this summer. To me, it's just like he's an easy number two target. Like granted, it's Wentz and the Commanders, but they are they are playing the Jags, and I think at 3,400, it's not crazy for me to think that Jahan Dotson's getting himself five to six targets in this game. So he's a, if you do have to go min. Um, I think if Tony plays, I wouldn't be playing Wondell Robinson. Um, but John Dotson, if you're really looking for some savings, he's a guy that I, I definitely think is mispriced for a full-time role at 3,400. Yeah, and, and that's another guy who we don't really know. We haven't seen much from him yet. So he could come out and be one of their top wide receivers. Like, obviously, Terry McLaurin's still there, and we know his talent. But they also have a different quarterback than they had last year. So we're unsure uh, on that situation. Uh, what do you think about DJ Chark 4,800? I kind of have interest in him in these like Hertz stacks um, as a bring back. I don't know if I would just straight up play him as a one-off, but I think I would have him in like those lineups or um, like Brandon Ayuk at 5,200. Do you have any, anything um, in that sort of range? Okay. So, so, when it comes to Lions pass catchers, Chark's fine. I think 48's a little too high for me to get into it. I, I think I'm not playing Josh Reynolds, but I think Josh Reynolds is going to have enough of a role on this offense. He did last year. He has solid rapport already with Jared Goff. Um, you know, maybe it's all hard knocks driven, a little bit of a narrative there, but like I, I do think he, he sees something. I think Chark's a good wide receiver, but like if I'm looking for savings, the 48 that I'm getting isn't comfortable for me to be able to, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking I'm saving enough money to get to Chark at 48. Mm-hmm. However, I, I, the Kittle has a groin injury right now. Um, and, and I just read something. I, it doesn't seem like he's going to play. It seems like they're not, you know, they're not going to play him in week one. The, the, the volume is, is a concern, obviously, um, on this offense with Lance now a runner and they're going to run a lot anyways, both Kittle out of the fold and it, it really just narrows that target tree down to Debo and Ayuk. And if Kittle's not playing, like it seems like he's not playing, I have a lot of interest in Ayuk at 5,200 just based on the fact that I think he's now good for six, seven targets, and we know what he can do with them and how efficient he can be with them, just like Debo. Yeah. Yeah, I've – and not to talk too much about best ball, but Ayuk I think is my top wide receiver that I drafted this year. Just like like based on price, people are pretty high on on Debo, but – yeah, it's going to just end up being probably the Debo and, and Ayuk show if uh, there's no Kittle. And yeah, I think 52 is a good price. The last guy I wanted to mention at the cheaper end, who is, I think, a good pivot off of Dotson. And this is kind of gross, but Randall Cobb. Mike Davis gross? Is it Mike Davis gross? Who is it? Rand- Randall Cobb gross. Dude, I'm glad you said I'm dude, I'm glad you said that. Because I mean um, if Lazard is out, you're not and, and he's got you know, he's got the rapport. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's on the team because Aaron Rodgers wants him to be on the team. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's even got but it's it's like an all dust squad. Like I was just talking to um on a different show about this, how like Mike Davis is in play, Randall Cobb's in play, um AJ Green with no Rondell is in play, Julio's Jimmy in play. Watkins. Yeah, just like absolute dust balls that like are now in play right now. Yeah. But I, th- I think you're right. Um it's not a sexy play, but we're talking about cash. And if Lazard is out, 
is he going to trust Christian Watson after a week, two weeks of practice? Probably not. Like, I'm not a big Romeo Dubes guy. Like, there's a lot of hype around him. But, like, you know, when when the light – like, as Aaron Rodgers said, like, when the lights come on, he either shrink or rise to the occasion. And we don't know if Dubs is going to be able to do that. We don't know if Christian Watson is yeah. going to be do that. And it's like he's got to have to – again, he's going to have to – when an elite quarterback has to throw the ball somewhere, you pay attention. And we know he will throw Randall Cobb's way. So, I – Honestly, if Lazar doesn't suit up, man, I I don't hate the call. If you got to save cash, man, it it's, it's it sounds gross, but in reality, you got to you got to take the name away from the actual opportunity here. It just it just feels comfortable uh, in a week one when there's so much uncertainty, especially with like Dotson being a rookie. That I don't know. I I might end up having some some Randall Cobb this week. It might not feel all that great, but he does save you a lot of cash. All right, give me a pool of five. Wide receivers. Uh, yeah. So for wide receiver, my pool is gonna be Juju. I'll skip uh, Hitman for this example, but uh, Juju, Devonte Adams, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, and then I'll I'll say Randall Cobb. You'll love to see it. Going to tight end. It's almost like, Lou, at the tight end position that they are pretty much asking us to play elite options with this, with this pricing, if you ask me. I mean, 6600 for Kelsey and 6800 for Andrews. You know, forgive me, I don't have last year's pricing up, but this seems pretty damn cheap compared to what we've seen. Um, I feel like these guys are easily in the sevens almost every year, and Kelsey especially. It's, it's, at 66, like no Tyreek Hill, getting double-digit targets is well within the range of outcomes for Kelsey in almost any time he steps on the field. So 6,600 to me, while he probably is going to be the highest-owned tight end, it's tough for me to look away in this game environment. Yeah, I'd rather click him than Andrews. That that price on Andrews just seems high to me. I. I mean, obviously he had a pretty historic season last year and I don't know. I don't expect him to score as many touchdowns this year as he did last year, but I think just the 200 discount, the better game environment, like it's going to be a high total. The chiefs are implied at 30 points this week and like for Kelsey to have two touchdowns is I think one of the, the higher chances of players this week. Uh, so I, I like Kelsey probably the most, of those and then uh i do like pits pits over waller but pits gets you a, a 900 discount so if you need it i don't think he's that far off from kelsey uh just from the like touchdowns how many touchdowns yeah but like the, i yeah. think the target standpoint you're probably right but there's just a the pure touchdown standpoint i have a lot of concerns yeah in, in the game environment like yeah falcons i uh i don't have it up off the top of my head but i feel like they're implied for like 18 points so, yeah, the, the likelihood of touchdowns is way higher for Kelsey. So I think that gives a pretty good boost. Uh, but also, Kelsey's probably going to be the most uh, owned of the tight ends out there. So if you can forward him, I do like Kelsey at 6,600 over a decent amount of those wide receivers. I think I prefer running backs in that range to him. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kelsey's the same price basically as, as Aaron Jones, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's quite an advantage of the position. Um, another guy that I like to go a bit cheaper, if you are rolling Hurts and you don't go with AJB, I think a stack with Dallas Goddard can make a lot of sense, and that's really because of Goddard's price at 4500 Um, You know, I, I'm not sure we're going to see games where AJB, Devonta Smith, and Goddard are all going to eat with Hurts mm. throwing the ball, but, like, if you can, you know, pick the right guy that week, 
It could very well be Goddard. I don't think the linebacker, we have the linebackers to, uh, I say we am a Lions fan. Um, you know, I don't think the Lions have the linebackers to hang with with a good tight end like Goddard. So I could easily see them just, you know, running the ball, running Hurts, and just funneling that ball to, to Dallas Goddard because he's just burning the linebackers all day. And you get a save 2,100 off Kelsey doing so. So there is some interest if I go down from Kelsey to start looking in Goddard's way. Yeah, I think he's more likely to end up being in a lot of lineups uh, because you're saving 2K, especially from like a cash standpoint. A lot of people don't end up going all the way up at tight end in cash because that's usually where you can get away with going cheaper. Uh, I think now it, with the Ertz concerns, that could lead to Goddard being like the, okay, this is the cash tight end. So I would expect Goddard to to end up getting a lot of ownership here. Um, and I think it's warranted. He's got a good price. He's a little cheaper than Hawkinson, but I still think like even with the 400 difference, I probably prefer him over Hawkinson. And like I would too. Aaron Waller has concerns around him as well. He's 5,400. Probably don't have much interest in him either. Uh, but would you just go down? I, a guy like Irv Smith might be getting uh, yeah, some starter. ownership, 3,400. Uh, he's that Minnesota Packers game could end up being the highest scoring game. I, I mean, it's, I, I told you it's, it's a 47 over under. And it, if I had to bet an over under, I'd be betting over that game, especially if the yeah. Vikings start coming out soon. Do, do you, do you have a, a moment to talk about our Lord and savior, Dallin Bellinger, Daniel Bellinger, the San Diego state alumni at, at stone men, 2,500 starter I for mean, the giants. If you're not viewing a game stack, that is Daniel Jones, Wandale and uh, Bellinger. Like those three combined. That's what? 10,000? I mean, yeah, not no, no. even. Yeah, those three combined is like 10, 10.5 for yeah, three players. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a starting he's a money. starting tight end, and there's been hype about him all offseason in terms of like it's not like he like fell into the starting role. It's like he, Bellinger's been running with the ones for at least a month now. So I think there there's something to be said there. Like, obviously, like, we don't, lo- we don't love the Giants, don't love the game. Like, he's a rookie tight end. But, I mean, if you're, if you're punting, you, you know, I, you get to a position when you absolutely love your lineup and you're sitting with a tight end position, like, completely. Like, here's what you, you absolutely love your lineup, right? Your lineup's looking super sexy, and all you got left is 5,000 for the tight end in the defense. We've been there too many damn times, right? So he's that guy when I go that route. So Bellinger, yeah. any other uh, tight ends you want to talk about here before we close things out with the defense special teams? So I, I will say w- one more thing on Bellinger is if you're entering the $5 million maker on DraftKings, there's over a million entries in that tournament. You probably are going to need something weird like a Bellinger and that's like where you can really try weird stuff. So um, yeah, I might as well. I, do you have any interest in a guy like Mo Ali Cox? He's also somewhat of a hedge against Pittman Chalk. Uh, he's only 3,400. He could randomly get two touchdowns or mm. even just one touchdown at 3,400 is probably good enough uh, for most lineups. Do you have any uh, interest in him uh, or anyone else in that range? So Mo Ali Cox, I mean, it, it, it's – I think there's no volume. You're just hoping for a touchdown, which is all you're doing at this price anyway, is hoping yeah. to score a touchdown. But I don't love the 3400 price to me. I feel like that's a bit high. I would like to see this like 28, 29 for me to get excited about it. For example, like I don't love Irv. Excuse me. I don't love Irv Smith, but for the same price, I'd rather play Irv. 
Um, and frankly, like I can't quit him. I know I probably should, but Evan Ingram at thirty five hundred. The way that I look at this is with with the Jacksonville Jaguars is like we know they're going to be better. We know T Law is like obviously terrible first year. I'm not calling him a bust yet. I mean, but it, he was a generational prospect. Things should get better for this team, and we know that Kirk's probably the one. But like. You know, is it, is it the corpse of Marvin Jones getting the two? Is it Zay Jones? Like, I think Evan Ingram is positioned well to be that second passing option on this offense. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm either punting or probably going to, like, Goddard or Kelsey. But, like, I think that Ingram at 3,500 is at least in consideration if you find yourself with that, you know, 35, 3,400 sitting, you know, sitting left when you're looking to fill the tight end spot. Yeah, the, the last guy I would mention is Robert Tunyon, 3,900. Just because of what's going on, and, and he's a little more familiar. Rogers went through a phase a couple of years ago where he was just would give Tanya a touchdown every game, and I think there's some upside there. He could potentially, if he's out there, if he's looking really healthy, then Rogers could just lean on him uh, near the goal line, even because he had some uh, a lot of uh, touchdowns close to the end zone. Um, so yeah, I think Tunyon's a guy that could easily come out with multiple touchdowns for under 4k, which pretty enticing to me. So uh, anyone else to add before we shift to your three person tight end pool? No, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, unless you want like, no, Isaiah likely. No, I'm not, we're I'm not there. Go there. I'm not going there, man. All right. Uh, pool three tight ends. So where are you going? Yeah, I'm just Kelsey Goddard and Irv Smith. Kelsey Goddard, Irv Smith. All right, let's close things out like we always do. That's going to be at the um, defense special team position, usually crapshoot. It's like easily like the hardest part to try to sort out on DraftKings in terms of projections go. But I think, you know, we talked about punting 2,500. You got the commanders who – on paper, have a pretty good defense. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's going to be one of the highly uh, owned defense. You like them, or are you looking elsewhere? Yeah. Uh, the thing with defense is, like, when when one gets too owned, I somewhat question it because there's a lot of cheaper ones. Like, the Dolphins are pretty much the same price. I think if commanders get too owned, I probably will just avoid them in tournaments but maybe just play them as, as a safe one in cash. But I think I would switch over to like the Dolphins in that range. Um, or I like the Panthers a decent amount. One thing we haven't talked about yet, there's a, a Baker revenge game. Week yes, one. yes. Uh, so, you know, does that mean that the Browns are a good play? Because they know all of the, the tricks that Baker has and how to stop them. They're kind of expensive, 3,800. Obviously, like the 49ers at 4,100, probably going to project as the best defense against uh, Justin Fields. But uh, what do you think about the Panthers? I like the Panthers a lot. Actually, I think that this is an interesting game. I think the Panthers, to me, have less of a floor, but more of a ceiling. Um, I think there's a world where the like the Browns have Jacoby Brissett yeah. and – you know, for at least the first 11 games, they're going to focus and do what they do best, and that's run the football. They're a good offensive line. They have Nick Chubb. 
Brissett's much better just handing the ball off. And the Carolina Panthers is a bit weaker up front. I could see this where the, the Browns decide to kind of pound the ball down the Panthers' throat. You know, if they start to pass, I could see things go that way for the Panthers. Um, but I, I'm probably not going um, the Panthers just considering, um, you know, the, the cost associated when you can get guys for a lot cheaper. Yeah. Defenses, I should say. I also think the Chiefs at 3K can be interesting with the injuries going on and the Cardinals. I think uh, the way that Kyler plays and the way that the Chiefs defense in the past have played uh, could lead to a nice little floor on sacks. Uh, so they're probably another one that I'm interested in. But yeah, defense week one is kind of tough because we haven't really seen much from like what the defenses are going to do, what some of these offenses are going to do. So to me, like I probably just try to keep like a tight knit three, maybe four defenses across all my lineups. But uh, mm-hmm. to me, it's like just pick a few. Most of it is going to be somewhat random when you're choosing defenses out there. So, uh, yeah, just just pick a few. I don't think you have to pay all the way up. Just, this is a place where you can easily save money. If you want play like the Giants 2300, uh, I think I'd play them before like the Jets in the low range mm-hmm. uh, facing the Titans. So, yeah, I think – Either just go like all the way down and you know choose one, or just live in that mid range. I'm with you, man. That's gonna do it for week one. DFS Daily Destroyer Dynasty Warzone Network. Final thoughts on week one. Besides, obviously, you know those of you who might not know, the pricing comes out weeks before week one, so that is why we call the pricing soft. That is why we feel there are so many players underpriced. So things will tighten up. After week one, this is a pretty common thing we see year to year. But besides the the mispricing, the, the soft pricing, Lou, any last things, comments, tips, week one, cash games, draft games? Yeah, kind of where I was going with the Michael Thomas point is if there's some players that you think, like Michael Thomas, Juju, if they have a good week this week, you might not be able to play them at low ownership next week. Uh, so you might have a decent edge in the big tournaments by picking the guys a week before they go off and week one is really good for that because a lot of people come into the season with weird sentiments towards players like going into last season no one thought cooper cup was the number one wide receiver this year everyone's going to want to play him when he's on main slates like obviously they have they were filming this on thursday he's about to hop on the field so um he's not on the slate kind of luckily but you know, you want to try to get ahead of those trends. Yep. Absolutely agree. Lou, where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find your work? Yeah, I'm at lucky underscore Lou dog or over at lucky trader. Also doing some content for DraftKings Rainmakers game. So if you have interest in that, let me know. I'll be doing some stuff over there at lucky trader. You can find me on Twitter at FF Tyler. Also find my redraft and dynasty content at JWB fancy football. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.